Welcome to Book Circle Online. I'm your host, JJ Snyder. And on this episode, we will discuss Anomalies, a new book that is making a splash in young adult fiction. Joining me are authors Colette Friedman and Sadie Turner. We will dive in right after this. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Welcome back, guys, to Book Circle Online. Thank you so much for joining us. I know we have an audience out there from all over the world. Thanks to you, in part, Sadie. Your family's watching from England today. From London, Shoreditch. Hello, Mum, Dad, Susie. <laughs> yes. So please introduce yourself, uh, Sadie and Colette. Well, I'm Sadie Turner and um, co-author of Anomalies with Colette. Colette Friedman, and thanks for having us today. Oh my gosh, thank you guys. So I spent the better part of last weekend um, reading the book, um, and uh, it was really, it was really inspiring. I felt like it was um, very like empowering, like from a female point of view, and um, futuristic also. Mm -hmm. I love the escape of going into this 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 new world. What about fifty years in the future? Correct. Yes. So um, summarize it, though, for the folks who are watching who haven't yet read it. Okay, well, um, it's basically people compare us to Hunger Games and Divergent and Matched. Um, we've been getting a lot of The Giver lately. So not being compared to another book, if it's just us, it's a 15-year-old <laughs> girl, Kiva, wakes up in the future and realizes nothing is what it seems. Um, she lives in a world which is allegedly perfect and discovers that the ruler um, who created perfection is the actual, the one who s caused all the problems in the first place. So it's escape, it's futuristic, it's sci-fi, and you kind of go on a journey with this 15-year-old and her friends. Yeah, that about sums it up, Sadie. That sums it say. up really <laughs> in a perfect way, yeah, about a world, again, that's just nothing as it seems, a bit kind of like the world we live in today. You know, there is, although we can see a lot of suffering and chaos, the, you know, it is a world that, again, nothing as it seems. So there's a there's a lot of now kind of in the story that's in that dystopian future. Yeah, I could see a lot of links to the present um, in the story. And one thing about nothing is as it seems, to me it was really interesting reading the book because as the book opens, you're brought into this world that is 50 years in the future. It's um, post-apocalyptic. Apocalyptic, mm -hmm. somewhat, right? There's been a, a giant war, which you refer to as mm -hmm. the Great Technology War. Mm -hmm. And as I read the first hundred pages or so, I believed in the wonderful new world that was created. I was just as gullible as I think Kiva was, the the main character, um, who is a 15 year old girl um, whose name is Kiva T. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's what we're hoping. We want it to seem like you know the audience in the book is lured in to this kind of um, everyone conforms because they want to conform because it's easier to conform and everyone thinks everything is perfect you know it's like politics they spew and spew but the reality is underneath the banter well, they and rhetoric, make promises yeah, of if only the world would be like this if only mm -hmm. the world and to me there was a lot of great things that had happened were happening and to someone who's like um concerned about like the state of the envi the environment um which i am you know personally in this world they have um sort of you know everything is balanced and there's a lot of attention to the ecosystem and it seems like that the globe's being more taken care of so i was like hey this seems like a great world isn't that sort of the how we start out 
it, it looks like that. That's the yes. thing. You're being drawn into that. Okay. But then, like, it's kind of that thing that in in you're only being shown a certain part of the world, but under the surface and around it, as the story unfolds, we get to see that it's been created this way for a reason. I also think it's interesting because I think that also is such a relevant experience for a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Because isn't that how so many of us come into the world? Um, like Kiva, just going like, this is, I mean, it, assuming that you have a, a pretty normal or happy upbringing. Hey, the world's pretty good and, and life is pretty good and my parents take care of me. And then I feel like as your adult mind begins to blossom sometimes mm-hmm. in, in the teenage years, you start to go, hey, wait a second. Right. And kids aren't always encouraged to, you know, you explore the cracks, explore the flaws. And that's what we did with Kiva. We wanted her to kind of see, you know, pull back the curtain and be like, hmm, something's very wrong here and empower her to do something about it. I think I think you're hitting on something big. And it's sort of that whole concept of trusting authority, isn't Mm -hmm. it? I mean, I grew up very much personally (laughs) trusting authority, being taught that um, respect respect for people who are older than you, they're smarter than you. And in fact, um, there was a sentence that you shared with me yesterday, Colette, when we spoke, and it was, it, was, it was that the people who challenge authority are actually often the people who create change in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. And you look at all the great people, like Emma Goldman is one of my favorites. It's the anarchists. It's the people who don't take it sitting down and, you know, Gandhi, who fight for change. And mm. that's what we kind of did in our young adult version is mm. to say to people, you know what, you're asleep and it's time to wake up. Mm. And do you feel too that, that's, that that was a message that you really kind of wanted to get across even to younger people? Without doubt, you know, for me, uh, anomalies is, um, you know, it just is my journey growing up. So it is, it, it's, all of those, mm. it's all of those things that you say. For me, it's the story that's woven into to how I've lived my life, how I, uh, how I feel, how I see things. And so, again, that's what we did with Kiva is bringing out all that stuff that I think a lot of young girls, uh, you know, boys also just feel, feel that struggle of the, <laughs> you know, to break free, to break free out of the shell of the programming, you know? Break out of the shell and um, there was this um, movement to discover herself to become herself. I mean, at the beginning of the book, um, we know that because Kiva has turned 15, in this society, it is customary to go to this camp and then you are matched up with your life mate and you find your assignment for life, which is sort of an interesting concept. And I also kind of felt like um, that was perhaps sort of a reference to also how society often should work. You know, Mm -hmm. kind of you're expected to kind of grow up and find your mate and get your job. Uh And for those of us who don't fit into that mold, um, who are, by the way, referred to as anomalies, it's where the title kind of Mm -hmm. comes up, people who lie outside of the main structure of society. Um, For those of us, it can be harder to find our place. And it's, you know, they're punished at first. There are 200 kids in this mandated camp program and six are anomalies and they're shunned. You know, it's not okay to be an anomaly, so, and it's conform or die. Yeah, it's really serious. So it's not just fitting in in high school. This is like, there is a structure for society Mm -hmm. um, in this, the global governments, uh, governance, Mm -hmm. which is, by the way, governed by a very handsome, tall, commanding figure um, named Sobek, correct? Very, Very charismatic. Very charismatic, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the technology angle, too, because he appears on, it, it, do you say a, a hollow? 
Correct. So, so now because we're 50 years and it's not too hard to imagine uh-huh. that sort of this person was appearing sort of as a, um, hologram, um, and he would, uh, be brought into the living room and speak to you, the leader, you know, speak to you and give you these messages. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but it, uh, back to the idea of not fitting in. So if you, um, uh, have something different about you, maybe about your DNA or your 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 uh, don't match up somehow with a partner, don't match up fitting into a job, you might become an anomaly, right? Mm-hmm. Which we don't want to give it away. Right. Who becomes anomalies in this book? But um, it will be characters that we will be close to, and um, it's kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time. They think it's a curse at first, but it's obviously a blessing. You know, if, if you're a creative person, you're probably an anomaly. You don't fit into the norm of the 2.5 kids, the white picket fence, the dog. You usually live outside the system. And this is just showing kids yeah. it's okay not to fit in. As a matter of fact, we kind of encourage, you know, celebrating your uniqueness. Because if, you if you look at the world today with people that have stuck to that structure of how society should be, but yet you've got, you know, people on all these prescription drugs and, and uh, you know, obesity, all the things that kind of keeping people not really living their, their true nature or tapping into that true self that they have where they can really live their purpose here on this life that we get given. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, that's, what we, that's what we wanted to, the message in that is just so for the generation to just go, look, you know, we, we don't have to settle with what we've been given and we can fight to break free of those restraints. And, you know, there there is a, it takes courage to do that because many people don't know what's on the other side of that um, fence when you take the journey, you know. Well, and I think that the desire to fit in is so strong, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I, I kids still feel today, it. yeah, we all do. We want to be liked. We want our parents to be proud of us. Yeah. We want. We don't want to stand out. But the world is a better place when people do stand out. And tell me a little bit about um, uh, our our main character Kiva about her journey to fit in. Some of the things that that happen along the way. Um, some of the lessons or gifts maybe that she discovers. For one thing, she is blessed to be an amazing swimmer, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of water in this book. Yes. yes. <laughs> but tell us a little bit more about Kiva. Well, I mean, she, Kiva, she's she's um, like a tall tall girl. She's got you know red hair. She's this. She's a, like really a she's a girl's girl, but almost like a tomboy mm-hmm. really. And uh, she she loves to swim. That's how she switches off. That's her meditation really. And she um, she she loves her family. Uh, she loves her fa- father, and um, and she loves all her friends, you know. And uh, I mean, really, she just. Uh, I mean, what would you say about? Well, I think she's a rule follower, and she's someone who she she's someone who wants to be invisible in a way and not mm-hmm. stand out. And as soon as she becomes an anomaly, she learns that she has to start taking risks. And whether it's going on the motor glide with Kai or starting to challenge authority slowly, she's coming out of her shell, like mentally and physically. And it's exciting as an audience member to watch what happens when you start. My favorite um, quote in the world is, leap and the net will appear. And Kiva's (laughs) leaping. She's taking all of these risks that she didn't even know she had the strength within her. Absolutely. And she begins to, as she 
comes more in touch with herself and her gifts, she begins to challenge authority. Mm-hmm. Well, and and it was devastating for her um, to be sort of cast outside um, of the group, yeah. right? Yeah, because yeah. her two best yes. friends fit in. They were matched with people. Oh. And then, you know, think about it. For kids today, it's all about your groups and peer pressure. And she's with her two best friends, and they're matched perfectly, and she's outside mm-hmm. the circle. Oh, I totally understand mm-hmm. her pain. I mean, who doesn't understand? So her her two best friends um, are matched with these very handsome, wonderful guys, and they're very, they want to talk about nothing else except their relationships. Yeah. And she's, she's, an, she's an outsider. And at first, this seems like a failure. Right, and and that is sort of a challenge, isn't it? To yeah. to it that you're kind of presenting maybe as authors to a younger reader is: Are you really a failure? Are you do you not fit in, or is there something else you haven't discovered we, we yet? We see it all the time, right? don't we? And even you know, uh, with media as it's as it's presented to young kids, it's like if you if you're not doing this and you're not doing that, you know, then it just builds inside of us those feelings of lack and low self worth and shame and fear and guilt, all the stuff that kind of just makes you feel like, what, what's the point, you know? Drains, yeah. yeah. And then you settle for less, and it's kind of, the whole thing is, who would want human beings to live this way, and why? Could there be an agenda in place to have human beings living not at their full capacity? Mm. And then that's how we get more into the story without giving too much right. away. <laughs> Interesting, yes. And so um, you are ultimately promoting individuality too, mm-hmm. right? Yes, 100%. Yes. And also, I, I think promoting that thing of human beings, we're taught to run to pleasure, and uh, run from pain and run to pleasure. And um, it's, mm. it's that thing of also in the story of, you know, instead of running outwards to a life and you know can we go back within you know dissolve any pain from our past our generational past and then tap into that bigger energy storehouse where we get to live these fuller lives and so that you know that's why there's a a lot in the story about things that could have happened generations ago that have kind of hindered our processes human beings in the presence that we wouldn't be aware of because it would be genetically passed down mm-hmm. so it, it looks into all those different factors and I'm getting a bit deep there so sorry <laughs> no no I, I, I understand you're what getting you're into saying. books two and three <laughs> yeah well and and to simplify I think what you just said is that our main character was able to um she she had a father and she also had some interesting events go on as a child with her mm-hmm. mother and she really was kind of understanding herself more and re- by understanding her past. Yes. And then ultimately learning how she could contribute yeah. to the now. And there's this big message of being present, which I loved. Yes. Because I, I've like really <laughs> embraced that recently in my life of just like, am I here? Am I, am I like really actually here right now? Mm-hmm. Like breathing in, in the present. So, so in addition to all these positive messages, you also created kind of like a very cool world. Um, there was uh, a, a, a lot of style in this book. Mm-hmm. Like even the um, world of the underground, mm-hmm. um, which is an, a word literally that is underground um, that the main character ends up traveling into um, about three quarters of the way through the book. But, but it's very visual and um, it's a different society from the society on Earth. But tell me a little bit about the style of the world and how you were... Well, ironically, um, Sadie's sister, Susie Turner, is one of the greatest 
dress designers in the world. So oh, we were kind true. of inspired by her fashion style. And we did, um, so each of the kids has to wear, they only wear mono colors. So you grow up for the first 15 years wearing either blue, purple, brown, you know, one of seven colors. In the underground city, they all rebel. And so we chose steampunk as our theme. And, you know, people have parasols and goggles and corsets and dresses and boots. And they can wear whatever they want. And it's um, it's it's based on the um, kupa system in um, Israel where everything's on a shelf. And you just kind of grab whatever you want, whatever you feel like wearing that day. So it's, it's a neat society where you're not stuck and I mm-hmm. wish sometimes I see kids and everyone's wearing the same logos and the same shoes and it's saying you know hey celebrate you can wear whatever you want and it's okay yes yeah fun I didn't know that was an actual mm-hmm. uh tradition somewhere mm-hmm. to have clothes like yeah. shared clothes well sort of we took it to an extreme with our book but yeah <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> interesting yeah. okay interesting um well ladies tell me what this journey has been like the book has been out for several months and um, tell me, we're, we're in yeah. April now. I know. I'm um, I know. I know. What? What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but tell me about some of the uh, feedback that you've been getting. It's been it's been a real journey. I mean, me and Colette have been on this journey for five years or something. With a pro- really? Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. been the process of us connecting, writing, then get you know with agents and publishers. And since the book comes uh, has come out. The feedback has been just incredible, you know, and we've um, we've we've just had so many great reviews. Again, like people saying it's kind of the next Hunger Games or Match the Divergent and that kind of thing. But it's been um, it seems to me the book has got its own way of get it's doing its own thing you mm. know it's going out into the world it's got its own energy and all of a sudden you know we're getting people we got a, a message from someone from japan who had seen boy george's instagram post and she didn't even know what the word anomaly meant and um she ordered the book she wrote us a lovely message saying how it had changed her life she felt like she had never fit fitted in in the community and Uh how you know and so it's you know it's been that alone just means everything's been so worth it you know oh isn't it amazing when you have global reach and it's been fun because we have kids reading it you know our our demographic is 10 to 16 boys and girls but now we have librarians saying oh we love this we're gonna have our kids read it so we I mean we knew it was great and and all of our beta readers loved it but until it went out in the world you have no idea how it's going to do. Yeah. I was um it's interesting you say that about the librarians. I was telling my neighbor about your book and um she said, "Oh yeah, like my me and some of my mom friends like we just read young adult fiction mm-hmm. because it's positive (laughs) and it's often really interesting and uplifting and I was like oh yeah I get it (laughs) I get it I totally get it um okay that's exciting to hear from Japan no wait did you just say boy George put an Instagram wait (laughs) back up she has cool friends what boy George um yes posted about anomalies he posted a lovely picture of him holding the book up saying it was a page turner (laughs) excellent that is so exciting very cool. Now you also um, are part of a um, a, a literary blog right now. Uh-huh. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? So it's quite. I'd never really understood how it, it's like called a virtual tour. So mm-hmm. basically, it goes out into different 
you better explain. Yeah, it's like it's like 20 <laughs> different online bloggers and they all read it and then review it and we did a couple guest posts for it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a media blitz right now. Everyone's talking about anomalies. Yes, and I downloaded it on iTunes. Uh-huh. Um, and that was cool for me. Any it, will you ever do an audiobook with it? We're doing that right? at the moment. So we've just found cool. our the perfect person. Yeah, we to, auditioned a bunch of people yeah. and then yeah. So that's happening Neat. as we speak. Very cool. Okay, well, um, let's talk a little bit about what you guys are doing. This book is very exciting. Uh, outside of this book, though, we have other things that are happening um, that are that are very exciting. Um, so, Sadie, your background is in writing and producing, and you are from England. And hello, England. <laughs> hello, hello, darlings. Um, and uh, but are a Hollywood person now, and also a yogi. I hear. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I practice and teach Kundalini yoga which is uh, an ancient form of yoga passed down from thousands of years and uh, it involves a lot of uh, breath of fire, a lot of meditation, things that if people saw you doing certain techniques they would think you were quite mental. But actually you're just, you know, becoming quite a happy person. It's changed my life, so I love it. I imagine that might also be where the living in the present Uh comes from. Yes, yeah. Right there, huh? Yeah, it's really helped with that stuff. And uh, and now they're taking it into schools and doing a lot of meditation um, mm-hmm. into schools and with the, you know, soldiers with PTSD. So all mm. this, this stuff is really beneficial for humans to help them kind of cope with the pressures of what we have to deal with in our society. You know? uh, it's amazing in our lifetime how much yoga has emerged mm-hmm. from the long-haired gal on PBS in the 70s who used to teach it you both might remember um no to to now and it's it's wonderful isn't it um uh, colette okay i'm very bad at yoga hot stuff oh well we don't want to talk to you forget it Um, how are you as a swimmer though um i'm an okay swimmer. Mm -hmm. yeah not as good at kiva but that's right you've done some triathlons haven't you? I have. And such? I have. Yeah. Mud, mud runs are my new thing. Ooh, no I, way. Yeah, I like getting dirty and climbing. That doesn't surprise scary me. Scary obstacles. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I know you as a um, award-winning commercial producer. Yes. Um, and a playwright. Yeah. Yes. And and now a screenwriter, uh, doing quite well. Um, but you're, you're, um, you've had a lot of success in the last few years with this project, Sister Cities, mm-hmm. um, that I saw in a theater, I believe in Toluca Lake, maybe five years ago. Yeah, we started it in 2006 was the first production. Oh, wow. I think that one was okay. 2008. And it went on to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, mm-hmm. won terrific awards, and now, um, and we have a few images on Ooh. this, which will be fun. fun. Uh, but now... It's going to be on screen. It is. Yes. It Congratulations. Is. Thank you. Sean How amazing. Han- Sean Hanish, a very, um, very talented director, got an amazing cast together, and um, I feel really fortunate. It was, it was almost surreal watching my words come out of the mouths of, you know, Michelle Trachtenberg and Stana Kotick and Kathy Baker and Alfred Molina and Jess Weixler and Train Belisario. It was, it was amazing. So the, the cast, when I read the cast, and I've known you for a while and I, I know you're fabulous, but when I read the cast, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. stepping it up. Um, I'm so happy for you. So here's a, a, yeah, that was the... That was the original play, the original was cast. Was that the original mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. play? And then it, here are four of the actresses in the film. Yeah. And um, do we know when we might see it? Um, stay tuned. 
Excellent. Yeah, probably the end of this year, beginning of next year. Oh, very exciting. Yes, very exciting. Okay, ladies, I am so happy that you have come here to join me in the studio. And I know that you will continue to get a lot of great feedback on this book. Um, One of the most important things we can do is tell people where to find the book. Mm -hmm. So please go ahead and tell people where to find the book and where to contact you. Okay, well, the book you can find on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, BooksAmillion.com, and hopefully all of the independent booksellers near you. Mm -hmm. So order it online, order the hard copy. And you can find Colette on ColetteFriedman.com. You can send her a message on your website. Yes, you can. And you can find Sadie at at, at Sadie Turner LA for her billions of Twitter followers. Or SadieTurner.com. You can send me a message on my little website. You do have a lot of Twitter followers. What's your secret? She's adorable. She's just cute. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, and I, um, I sort of laid out a little bit of a bio for you, but um, is there anything I, you'd like to say about each other just that I left out, you know, significant info that you think should be shared, Colette, about Sadie? Um, I've had a lot of writing partners because I really like collaborating and I, Sadie was just a breath of fresh air. She came from a very different um, energy and perspective I was used to in my partners and I'm just excited because when you partner with someone, it's not a day or week or year journey. Again, we've been together five years, and this is the beginning. We're in talks to make this as a film. Mm-hmm. We have sequels to write. So you have to love the person who's your partner. And so the only thing I want to say about Sadie, mm-hmm. she's she's a love. She's a wonderful, wonderful Aww. person, and it's been a joy to work with her. That's all I got. <laughs> Sadie, do you have anything to can say I, about can I, can I have a moment? <laughs> Um, Fire I mean, breath. <laughs> well, um, how can I top that? I will. I mean, that's so beautiful, and I have to say that this is, you know, this whole journey is just. It's for me. It's been the story. My my story is mm. Kiva's story, and I can, you know, thank. I'm just. I know that there are no mistakes, and synchronicity brought us together, and this is only going to get bigger and better. And um, I'm enjoying the journey with you. So thank you. Yes. And Enjoy, thank you Enjoying the much. journey yes, in the present. You. Thank you. Actually, the best experience out of this, other than sitting here with you guys, was the experience of reading this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really found it uplifting. So thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank thanks, you. JJ. And thanks for having us on. Oh, Lovely. you're darn thank right. You. Thank you guys for joining us here at Book Circle Online. Uh, Sadie, Colette, and I wish you a lovely read. Take care. From managing editor Jason Squamata, executive producers Maria Menunos, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to bookcircleonline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO, join the circle.